Welcome back to Tumnut in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Tumnut it up. <laughs> the big dog, Kevin Coelho. I hate you guys so much. Why are you looking like why are you looking like you're trying to look through like three windows to see what we're up to? Kevin's Stretch up here. Stretch my like, eyes. You know stretching I mean? stretching the eyes. Stretching your stretching eyes. your eyes. Yeah, you when's the last see, time you I'm slept? Squeezing, I'm squeezing <laughs> the lens in there. Yeah, makes no. it for the week. Oh, speaking, uh, you know, that's not a good segue. But hey, what's up? It is Christmas in June, Joey Noel. I can't wait to hear what Nick has to say about the way that Splinter learns. <laughs> oh, Robbie or whatever it is in this movie. Book, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's true. All of it. Of course, we have the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Tom Nut for the win, guys. I don't think it can get any better. I just don't think this series could get any better than this movie. And that's not a positive thing. I don't mean that in like a positive light where you're like, it doesn't get any better than Monsters University or Incredibles. This series, I think it's just time we let go of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Just <laughs> let it go. It's not going to be a thing. I can't wait to talk to you about this because I, I have very, very similar sentiments to Nick Scarpino. But of course, this is kind of funnies in review where each and every week we take two different popular movie franchises and rank and review them. Right now we're doing Ninja Turtles and Pixar, but we are going to take a brief hiatus from that this Friday. Finally, with the return of the Fast and the Furious, we are reviewing oh, yeah. F9. Cannot Andy, wait. Play the Tokyo Drift song. Okay, Nick, you got it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. He'll have a whole couple days to figure it out. Very exciting stuff. But you can get the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get it as a podcast. Just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad free and watch live it. as we record it, go for it, Andy. Ooh, yeah. Where Tim went? Did he go to Starbucks? Please get me one venti coffee. I thought <laughs> he went to Disney World. God, I love it so much. But you can get it, like I said, patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Donovan Harkness and the protagonist did. Because they did that, they're not gonna have to listen to ads about me undies in Canva like the rest of you will. But we're gonna get to that later. There's no time to waste, Joey. We need to talk about teenage mutant. Ninja Turtles 2014. Now, here's the thing. The film was originally going to be just called Ninja Turtles, but they added the Teenage Mutant back in because the fans were pissed. An early screenplay had the Turtles be aliens from Dimension X and the Shredder be an alien who grows spikes and a breakout and escape at a mountainside footbase. The screenplay received a huge backlash from fans and was discarded. Uh, however, the mountainside action sequence was retained. April's line, aliens, no, that's stupid, is a reference to this. So they're fucking aware. They know what they did. Just like so, I know what I did, they know what know they what did. did. Yeah, you know you did. <sighs> a runtime of one hour and 41 minutes, which I gotta say, I respect them. I knew we were reaching modern movie era, and I was like, Gio was like, how long is this gonna be? I'm like, ah, it's probably like two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah 140. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Still Released... feels like a long 140. <laughs> it's a long 140. Released on August 8th, 2014. Uh, this film was released to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Ninja Turtles. It was directed by Jonathan Liebsman, uh, who's known for a lot of horror movies. And the, the company, uh, Dune Productions, that did this as well, Michael Bay's typically horror uh, company Dunes. production company sorry platinum dunes yes uh this is their first non-horror movie they did so there's mm. lots of going on michael bay did not direct this he did just produce it uh did they not this... do transformers i don't think so i was reading trivia saying platinum dunes is the the the, the, I mean, the horror you. imprint and this was the I first time you. uh they're known for the short film but rings also... which was the segue between rings one and two mm-hmm in a lot of ways, this movie was a horror movie, though. If you think about it, Splinter. I mean, it, it, just Splinter. He's horrifying. Jesus. Wait, no more. Not only is he terrifying looking, he is then terrifying with his tail. Like, is a really wet nose? No, yeah, really so wet, wet nose. It's impossibly wet, Nick. <laughs> uh, this I don't get the director it. also did uh, Wrath of the Titans and The Killing Room and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The beginning. And most recently, he was uncredited as the director of reshoots for Doolittle. So, wow. do, uh, <laughs> I hear, I hear you say that. What a filmography. Uh, music by Brian Tyler. And I got to say, the music in this movie is a slap and a half. I fucking love the score and the credit song. Wiz Khalifa, man, he just could do no wrong. When, give him, he is the, the modern Will Smith when it comes to just. A movie needs a theme song. I'll fucking be there, and I'm gonna bring a goddamn banger. Knock, knock. You about to get shell shocked, Nick Scarpino. I got an orange Lamborghini. Call it Michelangelo. Let's go, dude. Oh, I thought you were saying Michelangelini. Let's see. Budget of 150 million dollars. A box office of 493.3 million dollars. And I was shocked to know this movie passes the Bechdel Bechdel test. Uh, we have April talking to mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, which that's a fun sentence there. Uh, Goldberg, mm-hmm. yeah, she was in this movie. Oh yeah, but she, she didn't need to be. She was, she was just this no. woman that didn't believe. In the most throwaway character possible. It, yeah. it is yeah. one of those things where you think, who should we get for this? The two scenes with this boss. Should we try to elevate it by getting like Whoopi Goldberg, or could we just cast anyone that would fade? But I mean, I liked seeing Whoopi Goldberg on this. I just was like, sure. my first. I remember the first time watching, I was like, "Cool, she's going to play a pivotal role because you got Whoopi Goldberg. She just doesn't come back after the second act, just yeah. after the first act. Sister, Whatever. you know what I mean? Hey, hey. act, act, yeah. Can't wait for Sister Act in review, right, Kev? Mm-hmm. So close, you guys. So to make Andy another Cortez. Sister act. <laughs> what did you think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014? I feel like I kind of blocked out anything that wasn't turtle related. And for that, movie's a 10 out of 10. Loved every time the turtles were on screen together, just talking to each other. I genuinely liked all of those moments. I thought the humor worked where in past movies, like 10% of it was on. I was laughing through quite a bit of it. This one of the turtles are on screen. However, I think Mega Fox is pretty terrible in this movie. I think Will Arnett is pretty terrible in this movie. Um, Splinter just doesn't look like he was worked on by the same artists or uh, or rendered in the same place. Uh, something about Splinter just looked completely off compared to the quality of the Turtles when they were on screen opposite a real-life actor. Um, I thought, uh, I don't know, I thought the movie was like pretty bad, but... I think it might be my favorite just because of the turtles. Joey Noel. I am kind of, I did not like any of this. 
<laughs> is kind of where I'm at. Uh, the turtle humor for me, like they all felt like a little bit like caricatures of themselves mm-hmm. and didn't quite like it. It was just like, oh, this. I don't know if it's the fact that it's a kid's movie and it's not like toward me, um, but they just felt like a little bit like overdone. Um, which is saying something considering that all of my criticisms for the early movies that I couldn't tell any of them apart and they had no personality. This seems like they doubled down and just really tripled down on giving them kind of cheesy lines and stuff like that. Um, Megan Fox, love her. Not great in this. Yeah. Will Arnett also not great in this. And I was bummed because I was excited when I first saw him. Same. Uh, and yeah, I don't like... I don't know. There's that one scene of like all the turtles in the elevator when like Mikey starts singing. And then the fact that like Raph is the next one to like start like banging whatever weapons he has together to like get it going. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense for Raph as a character. I would have expected him to be like the last one there, like trying to get in on it. I don't know. That was just like, I don't know. I, uh, I feel like I had moments that like that. <laughs> I love that moments like that throughout the movie where I'm like, this, this doesn't make any sense. Um, but it was 140 minutes or an hour and 40 minutes. So for that, I'm grateful. Nick. Um, I am going to have to go ahead and disagree with Andy across the board. I thought the turtles were the worst part of this. I think Joey's spot on. They have nothing fun to say. They feel like caricatures of turtles. It feels like someone saw like maybe half a cartoon was like, I got this guys. I don't need to necessarily understand what's going on here. Uh, I didn't think they had any identity really that much. I don't think they really gave the turtles that much to do. I think that April is the protagonist of this movie. And in that regard, I think Megan Fox actually is the only person that I actually cared about at all because she is the only person that actually has any sort of like character arc or anything, right? The turtles are just kind of like there most of the time and they kind of step in. And then when they do, they kind of, they're just tonally off the entire time. They're not really fun. They're kind of threatening at first, creepy at best. And by the end of it, you're like, even the action just all melts together. That downhill, that downhill scene that goes on, which is basically, and I mean this in, I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, Tim, so don't be mad. But it's I like already the, know. It's like the airport scene at the end of uh, of, of Fast, Fast, uh, Fast 6, and you're like, wow, this is just going on for a really, really, really it's long time. Bigger, yeah, big uh, Out of all of them, we're pulling that airport. scene from Fast yeah, 6. Come on, that was, that was shocking to me. I thought you were going to say the weird snow scene from Fast I'm just, 8. I'm talking like, in terms of... I'm talking in terms of like of like length where you're like you have a moment where you're like, oh, this is actually going on for a long time. Unlike Fast Six, where I was like, I this could go on forever. I don't care. This is the best thing ever. I just don't give a shit about the turtles. And the bigger I think the the, the big reason is because the plot of this movie makes no sense. And the, the whatever the bad guys are after, it's was like an afterthought. There's a moment where Eric Sack goes, Well, you know why I'm doing this? Because I'm good, the government's gonna write me a blank check and I'm gonna be stupid rich. And then it cuts to the outside of his like $50 million compound. You're like, aren't you already stupid rich? You own like five tech companies and like a bioweapons company, all these things. Like, you're a billionaire. How much more money do you need? It's all Bezos, have just Bezos, you know, that's he's going going to space, bro. It never ends, it never ends. The hunger for more power and money never ends. It's true, you know. Um, no, I think I think the movie was uh, was short, and that's the best that can be said for it. You know, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to uh, agree with uh, Nick and Joey that uh, Andy's an idiot. You know what I mean? Like this is a <laughs> horrible movie. Not, it was it, it wasn't exactly what we said, but it's close enough. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Interesting interpretation. 
His movie is uh, so is terrible and like it's but so are all the other ones that's my point like let's not act like i I feel like the the other movies are good we're not comparing i'm not saying that this is better or worse than any other ones by any stretch of imagination i think the last one was like probably the most competent yeah that's what i'm saying the last one was the most competent and the other ones are like it was a different time and this one it's just like man michael bay sucks like i i don't know that i enjoy anything he makes you know I did have horrific flashbacks, Kevin, whenever they showed Windows Phone product placements. I had mm-hmm. flashbacks to all the product placements. You didn't like when she was movies. on Skype? Yeah, I'm Skyping I'm with my mom. Skype. <laughs> <laughs> I hated Every time there was one of those moments, I had the, the images of Shia LaBeouf grabbing some sort of product that was, you know, endorsed uh, to be in the movie. I, I, every Sorry. time that happened, I'm like, oh, God, I hate these Windows phones. Why are they here? Just to, just to clarify, I blame Michael Bay because it's a production company. Like, Well, it also, like- this, this very much feels like a Michael Bay film, right? It yeah. feels like a Transformers film where a lot of the story is just kind of sidelined. And they it, it's, it feels like they were just kind of making shit up as they go along. And a lot of the action was just kind of thrown in there because, like, we need an action scene. We're not really going to think about it. Um, too much like the fight in this in the in the sewer is just poorly choreographed it kind of just ends then they blow everything up but they don't really blow everything up and then there's a moment at the like that's one example another example is they're fighting shredder in the middle of this like bioweapons lab and then shredder just walks away and you're like shredder you're killing everyone why would you not beat the shit out of everyone and then just stop them right there but he just walks away because he has to go to the building for some reason for that day, that second to unleash the gas. When I'm like, I, you don't even know if you have the mutagen yet. You haven't even figured out the yeah, solution to this problem. Blood. Yeah. yeah, it's and it's, it's also, just like, so bad. There's so many things where it's like Shredder in the beginning of that fight in the laboratory walks in and like like calls them out by name, and it's just like, why did you care about these turtles so much? That, like you knew their names, and like you know, I just feel like there's so many like little connections that like were never made that they were just like. There it is. And it's just like, oh. But then the one connection that is made that they just really want you to know that someone was like, this is fuck, This is genius, Tim. Is that the, she was the turtles were her pet turtles. I've <laughs> known them my them all, entire man. life. I named them. Yo, what an unbelievable why are these names so familiar? coincidence. <laughs> what an unbelievable. It's almost unbelievable. That's how big of a coincidence it almost is. Almost as unbelievable as a rat reading a book and learning karate. That's how easy it is to learn this shit. Andy, if you know anything, you know that we've established that rats are super it's, smart. It's such a skillless divide. hobby. Oh, God. What a- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, man. I Honestly, it. I feel like this movie is not that bad. And I think it gets a bad rap for being like the worst thing ever. Ever, but I, I agree it's not good by any means and I think at the end of the day it is a modern movie so it's held to different standards where it, like it does so much right to a certain degree that like everything it does wrong is like even more egregiously an issue and I think that it's like this should make more sense than yeah. the other ones yeah. it's like I think they kind of overcommitted to that with trying to explain every little thing and it's like yeah some things we didn't need an answer for like we didn't need to, to split or read a book like it would have been better to just not know and just like, okay, he he learned karate. Like that's just that's just a fact. It's fine. Or the the full be the one. Yeah, exactly. Like there's just a lot of also things. Also, the baby turtles of... were terrifying. <laughs> I uh, they were really scary. Well, I'm I'm with Andy on the turtles, where it's like I think for the most part they did great. There was they threw it all at the wall and really just kind of saw what sticks. And I think that Mikey is extremely creepy and just needs to tone it down. Yeah, and yeah. whoever approved the writing on yeah. that was just like, guys, like. Uh, 
yeah. every line that he says doesn't need to be creepy. Like, also, and you don't even you don't get like the past because you call it out that it's creepy. Like, that's not how that works. It's just like, <laughs> it's yeah, still, yeah, I, I didn't like the, the, the I thing that, say, I, that I, I think they were trying to do, which just didn't work, was like in the original movies they were skating the line where he was like in love with her, right? And he was trying to flirt with her. In this one, it, he's just horny, and it is just every male character toward her in this fucking world is so horny and i don't there's like i forget there was one line in here where he's talking about oh his shell's getting tight i'm like jesus yeah. christ jesus. this is a fucking kids movie yeah. well you know like, it's not a kids movie like that's well, the thing about this is like this what, is who's it for then it's for teenagers <laughs> like this is totally for like teenagers to 25 year old dudes like entirely like this movie they are violent as fuck it goes in direct opposition to anything we've seen of them before they're killing people left and right there are guns they make the foot soldiers freaking terrifying it is just straight up terrorism like when they have the scene of them in the subway it is a stark contrast to the subway scenes of the other movies where you're just like holy shit people are going to die families are taking will no longer have family yeah it is like this is freaking <laughs> so ridiculously intense and then you get shredder and it's just like yeah let's just skip the whole shredder wearing the little blouse and all that stuff yeah we're going we'll straight gonna... past super shredder <laughs> where he has he's just crazy mechanoid it's like y'all went too Iron far dope as fuck though dope as fuck with the retractable things it's like makes no sense what kind of like, are they using they were like can we call up can we call up the production team from the wolverine and see if that samurai costume still available oh can God. we get that please good pull. dude i i like i i gotta disagree with nick on the that sewer fight scene where Splinter is fighting Shredder. I thought that shit was cool as hell. I thought it was choreographed well. I loved the stupid retractable. Like, it was over-the-top dumb shit that I actually enjoyed watching, as well as even though that downhill sequence was at least four hours long, I liked it, and, and I liked the dumb shit that they did with it, and I loved the moment where Donatello's like, I've always wanted to try this, and the stick fucking shoots up the the truck and and Donatello was like, holy, like, oh my God, I can't believe that fucking worked. Like all of that sequence, I had a lot of fun with. Um, it's just anything else with having to do with villains and having to make dialogue seem somewhat competent. It just didn't, didn't work for me. <laughs> uh, I wanted to touch on that because like, I get what you're saying about, but like, I kind of feel like I agree really strongly with Joey about that. They're all like caricatures of what they're supposed to be. And then I don't like the voices that they chose really <sighs> didn't do it. Like they all seemed. Again, wrong. we're back to 45 yeah. year old man territory. They're not teenagers. These are at least Which is 40 weird year olds. For how much they like said the word, oh, we're teenagers. Like if they wouldn't have emphasized that as much, I feel like. We could have just written it off like we did with the other movies, but they yeah. kept bringing it up, which made it feel even weirder. My problem yeah, was that point. even the first time I watched it, Johnny Knoxville reminded me too much of like, I feel like Johnny Knoxville could have been Wrath. Yeah, um, he's got that sort Leo's of grizzled tone. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't a huge fan of that. But what, when when we say that they're kind of caricatures of each other, um, I, I don't know. I feel like this is barely more cartoony than the last movie we saw. I don't see a whole lot of differences i and the differences that there are there that are there i like them i love the moment where splinter catches them and donnie's walking away and i forgot what he says about his retainer like they're trying to like sneak away and those lines of dialogue worked for me i thought that i thought the humor worked for the most part um yeah, see. and i thought they were fun i don't know to me, to me, that humor read like, guys, can you just say something funny here? And nobody wrote it. And they just it was the actors all come screwing around doing improv and they just threw it in there and they animated it. It, it just felt doesn't overwritten to me. 
It felt it, like there wasn't room for improv. It felt to, like it was very just like, now you need to quit. Now you need to quit. Now you need to quit. But I, yeah. it worked for me. And I think, I, Nick, you said something earlier in this that uh, it's like, okay, with these Ninja Turtle movies, it, it is what it is. This is the best it's going to be, whatever. The problem is the entire premise and concept is so stupid that you need to just commit to it being a cartoon and it being dumb or else it doesn't work. And that's where every element of it, which they joke about 15,000 times in this movie, but it's like every element's weird. The mutant, the teenage, the ninjas, the turtles, all of that. And you put it together and it's like, we need to just not have them be teenagers anymore because they're going to have adult voices. They're going to act like adults. There's very little about them besides they like pizza that makes them teenagers, right? And at least in any like of the movies that like have been pizza. presented you know, to us. Like exactly. Yeah. I so just, it's just I, like when it comes to like what Andy's saying, like I, I think the biggest issue is I enjoyed the fight scenes. I thought they were, were fun when they were cartoony. It's just the backdrop of this movie is they're taking it so seriously. And like there's so many elements of this that are that grim dark. There's guns everywhere. And like April is really trying to like figure out some shit to save the city i don't even goddamn know who cares but it's like it's overly complex for what it needs to be because at the end of the day it's just like let these cool moments happen instead of like adding all the extra layers that kind of just make it noise instead of being a fun cartoon yeah i think it's i I just think it's hard because i think like they want to make a cartoon but then they end up writing these characters and they're just very one-dimensional and that i think is the most disappointing thing for me for this is that i just don't feel like i know or care about the turtles in a movie called teenage mutant ninja turtles i do care about april i think that that's they actually made her a real character because she is the main she's the main character of this movie like undoubtedly there we don't we spend more time with her than we do with the ninja turtles and I just think that maybe that was a mistake and that I wish they someone would have actually sat and done more than like a half a draft on the on the script before they went into production. Uh, well, uh, actually, Michael Bay came back for that one last shot where they show her ass. Oh, I he thought you were talking back. about the shot of the turtles on the Victoria's Secret thing. It's just like, guys. Oh, so why did they need that? <laughs> why? I was like, why? <laughs> Everything else is this really cool, like animated uh, credit sequence. And they just stop and they're like, we had the shot. We couldn't figure out where to put it in. And it's got <laughs> boobs. So we have to put it in there because teenage boys love boobs, right? That's where we're at. It's so I, surface level, this whole movie. I'm so excited I for think- Seth Rogen and his crew to take over. Me too. Yeah. I one last thing. I think uh, it's just the design of them is so ugly. I hate it. Like I hate every it. It's part, so, like when he takes I off his it. bandana so and he's just like, like, oh, like, don't worry. I'm just. Uh, it's just a mask, and it's like. Well, Jesus. they're scary looking. Jesus, <laughs> they look like monsters. Terrifying. Terrifying. And, and why are they so big? I, I think <laughs> they they're too massive. Big. It's too yeah. like Gears of War. Yeah. Where. Yeah. Let's go ultimate machismo. Like they don't need to look this fucking gigantically built. The 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 least built person looks like a goddamn like hey. Hulk. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the the plot, uh, real quick, one one fact I want to read because I saw this pop up on the on our subreddit. There was a uh, interview from Collider two years ago with Alan Richson, who was the uh, actor for Raphael. Uh, he's also from Blue Mountain State and Titans, and uh, he seems like somebody that Joey you definitely know because he's been in a lot of I, Joey. Ads. I 100 percent know who State. he is. I love him. He played uh, Thaddeus, right, or Thad I in Blue Mountain State. He he was in that Rooster Teeth movie, maybe. Yes, he was. He was. Yes, Blood. Oh my Death. God! Holy no, no, shit! Oh no, 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 the one where they all have different body team. part arms. Oh, yeah, there we go. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. That makes I sense. I didn't even think it. Oh my God. That's right. That was him. Here, I'm he was like the, the bag and bully guy. Or, Here, I'll send, this to, I'll send this to assets so everyone can see the uh, one of his headshots here. 
Uh, but he did this interview. It's like six minutes. I highly recommend you go check it out on Collider. It is damning about the production of this movie. And he's just no holds barred, just Christ. going off, just being like, <laughs> uh, being like, oh, what did Nick send here? Oh, Jesus. Just wow. Christ. <laughs> Were they born? Out of his mind. Yeah, that guy's shredded. Were they born in labs? Good God, Lord, man. <laughs> Uh, he was talking right about there. how uh, he was made all these promises. Him and the other turtle actors were made all these promises that, despite being just like the actors for it, that they were going to be able to, you know, get top billing and be able to go to all the premieres and all this stuff. None of that shit happened. They got paid like yeah. nothing. To they do were this. treated like, like shit, <laughs> dude. They were treated like shit. Like the one bit I'm gonna say because you guys should go check this out. That I was like, holy shit, is because of the type of actors they were, where they were acting as CG characters, and because of when this movie was first made that was still a new thing to like full on do the motion capture stuff. And they were pretty much treated like, it's like, well, you're not Andy circus. So there's not, we're not going to treat you that way. Okay. You're not going to be able to get the same kind of writers and stuff that Megan Fox and um, uh, what's his name? Well, 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 yeah. So things would happen where they weren't allowed to leave set until the rest of set got the rest of production got off because the rest of production was like union and was getting paid by the hour. So they had to be out by certain times. So when cars would come to get them, they were prioritized. So the main actors, the freaking turtles doing all the shit weren't allowed to leave till everyone else left and they weren't even getting paid for the shit. They just weren't allowed to get, have cars. Oh, come that's to shitty. That's really he, shitty. He was like, so Damn. it's me and the, it's me and the other three guys, the four turtles are sitting in a parking lot. And I'm talking to my agent in LA, like, what the what's going on? What are we doing here? I'm, like we're being treated like we're not the main people of this movie, and it, it was it's a wild Ooh. interview. I yeah, recommend go listening to it. Real very damning stuff. Very but damning. anyways, let's get to the plot, Andy. This is the plot for Ninja Turtles. Not many things rhyme with Ninja Turtles. I didn't have a lot of time for rehearsal. Red is Raphael. Donnie's purple. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014. Who wants to play Buck Buck? Yo, <laughs> I hate Christ. the words. Like, such a dumb thing. I love how it comes back. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's something I've been waiting for for freaking four Turtles movies at this point. Them working together, which they do every time they fight in this. So, shout out to that. It's just one of those things where you go, this is pretty much the, like, say, it's a very similar plot to the, to the uh, very first film they made. And you would think that someone would have went back and watched that and been like, we should, we should make it better. But instead, they were like, we should, we should do cocaine. Anyway, you are extraordinaries, my son. Is that Tony Shalhoub? <laughs> it's like round all caps. <laughs> Turns out it is Tony Shalhoub. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe this movie's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Maybe Tony Shalhoub's going to save this. Uh, Monk gives us a little history about the Foot Clan and Shredder. Uh, eyes focused, and he says, "Eyes focused, elbows locked, stance low, stance low, and we begin." Then he's like, "You're not ready to go up. It's a whole thing. You're not ready to go up above. No one's going to accept you. You're teenagers. Stop masturbating into socks or whatever it's going to say." Yes. New York, Christ. April O'Neil. Oh, the uh, the shots of this and that little opening, like the cartoony stuff, was mm -hmm. were done by the original artist, which is pretty. Cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. 
Uh, New York, we cut over to April O'Neil, who was doing a story on the docks. Someone stole a bunch of uh, deanimating agents, which are used in genetic research. And the guy that she's interviewing knows a lot about these chemicals, despite kind of just being like a guy who's like, I just manage this shit. I don't really know. Anyway, Will Arnett is in this movie, too. He tells April to stop working on the foot clean story and stick to what they're good at, which it turns out, Tim, is workout videos about skinny seagulls. Uh, Vern, excuse me, player by one that wants to date April real, real bad, but she's dedicated to her work and also very clearly does not have any interest in him whatsoever, despite the fact that he thinks she does. Uh, she calls Mr. Rivetti, who's the guy from the docks, on Skype and he tells her to go back to the docks and see Stan. She says, Go get Stan, he says. <laughs> She's like, all right, I'll go get Stan. He'll tell you everything you need to know. Just go get Stan. Will Arnett is just so wasted in this. So wasted. God damn. He's such a waste in this movie. There's like nothing funny that he does. You expect him to put, I, I think you're right to him, but it, it being overwritten, it didn't seem like there was any room for Will Arnett to kind of just play around and have fun and be him and be funny. It's just everything well, was so like regimented. It's oh, interesting because he's just not needed in this. Yeah. Period. He has the car. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's interesting that they gave they gave April someone to be. I mean, they needed someone there that would be as a character that would ask April questions so that she could unravel the mystery to the audience. Right. He's very much that audience character. But don't use Will Arnett even for that. her roommate, too, who was also who just was a hilarious. weird side character. I thought I thought she was that the one line that got a laugh out of me when it was when she was like, like Mom, I want to come home. She was a character. I think she's a comic. She was a character so that she could have that one line. Like, that was, like, somebody was like, oh, you're going to be a funny joke? And they're like, what, what movie are we doing? Oh, they're working on the Turtles movie? Tell that in the joke room. And they're like, yeah, that's pretty funny. Let's add a character. Uh, let's, let's just give her a roommate. And that's her be, purpose. Like, that was it. Yeah. That was the only reason Definitely. they had her. 100%. Yeah. Uh, well, that was the follow-up to, to the line early on of Megan Fox sounding like a lunatic like explaining everything and her just being like like just sitting I, f- I forgot what the line that she said was uh but then the i want to move out is just a follow-up on that but yeah let's have her be the will arnett character that would have been a lot cooler um yeah you mean that part where she's trying to oh i thought you meant i thought you meant the part where she's desperately trying to both keep her job and convince whoopi goldberg her editor-in-chief that four giant ninja turtles are the vigilantes fighting the the foot With and for no, no reason she just doesn't show her the picture that's on her phone we save that for deleted the later yeah no 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 she took another picture other as they were jumping deleted. off the roof and there's four very clear slightly blurry pictures of giant fucking turtles jumping off a roof that you're like why didn't you show whippy goldberg that and then whippy was like this you get me for one hour and they were like whippy we got one more scene to film and she was just the door just shut she was gone it was like forget it. i'm cashing my million dollar check <laughs> You know what? Good I'm not going to be in this movie ever again. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Anyway, uh, when she gets to the docks, she spots Karai and her goons jacking more chemicals. Uh, she tries to call it in, but the dude at her news desk is a dick, uh, and she decides to film it herself, but she can't get a good brightness, so she decides to move in. And boy, is she glad she did, because guess who just showed up to start throwing cargo containers around? Raphael. Poor Karen by. Gillen, by the way. No, what's his name? Kieran, Kieran, what's that guy's name from Saturday Night Live? Kieran who's Culkin. like the news guy? Kieran Killen? No, no. <laughs> right? It sounds something like that, Joe. Like Karen Gillen. He, he was like a YouTube guy, and then he went to Saturday Night Live, and he's the guy who's like giving her shit. Like, mm. oh, so you found a superhero? Like, 
that that poor guy like he's he's a funny dude he was clearly cast in this to like just be the silly guy at the news place that she works at Aaron, kill, him. Kill, him. kill him kill him kill him, kill him. Anyway, yeah, and, like i've seen that role i've seen that happen so many times of like the funny person on a show gets cast as the side person in a movie and you hope that that you know Maybe they'll shoot off and become like a big star later on. Like, nah, dude, he was just the dude in the news place and he just kind of sucked and we forgot he existed. (laughs) Some casting stuff for you. Anna Kendrick and Elizabeth Olsen both auditioned for April O'Neil. Oh, Anna Kendrick would have been awesome. Anna Kendrick would have been great. Pretty interesting. And you guys hear an interview. You all know. You all know how much I hate uh, the trope in movies where like people learn something from the news. Another thing I hate that's just it is different is when they take time from a movie's runtime to show someone using a phone and then do things that aren't real where it's like the low brightness and it's beeping and stuff. It's like, what, what the fuck is the purpose of this? Phones don't do that. If they don't do that in real life, why are you showing it as a struggle for her in this movie? It's not interesting. It's not like it's like a, a cool thing that's happening. It's like, Oh man, I wish we had tech like that. It's like, great. You just made an inconvenience that doesn't exist in the real world to inconvenience this lead character that we don't even want to fucking see. We just want to see the goddamn turtles. Also, maybe don't show the phone uh, in low light. And then immediately cut, like juxtapose that shot with a 70,000 fucking watt backlight that's lighting this scene. This scene is so well lit. It almost hurts your eyes. But I digress. The one pick that she does manage to get are some Japanese words painted on the side of one of the containers. Apparently, Raph took a couple seconds, took out a paint bucket, and decided to just paint it, I guess. Uh, I don't know where he got either of those from, but that's, that's what he did. Do the turtles have a cool Greg that just that like that's their that's his job. I have to imagine that that's like a Mikey sense. thing. But that's the thing, it's a it feels like a Mikey thing. Like Raph in the middle of doing this whole vigilante thing just decides to like leave a calling mm-hmm. card. Like that's fucking weird. And I we're gonna get to it later. But like the design of the sewer, there's just some things that are just over designed where it's like, oh yeah, let's just have a wall of boom boxes. Why? Wait. It looks cool. Okay, but why? <laughs> like what the actual fuck? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, trying to make uh, it like their own little bat cave in a way, but it just doesn't look good. <laughs> it's just stupid. Uh, back at the newsroom, April presents her findings to Whoopi Goldberg, and everyone dismisses her largely because she has absolutely no proof. Despite um, that, well, she has to go get some. That night, the newsroom does a story on Eric Sachs, who has tech real, real, and a chemical quick. company and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, why is her move to like, hey, in front of everyone, I'm gonna tell, like, my boss about this story and i'm gonna be mm-hmm. like hey everybody listen yeah it just seems like no i think you incredible would, enough mm-hmm. you know and it's just like but i think the move it would be like hey last night i saw something weird i don't quite understand i need a little leeway here to go and figure this out right yeah it's a and private conversation like, definitely yeah. right it's like way you don't smarter. have to go yeah instead mm-hmm. she's like dramatically like trying to get hey guys i have i have this huge thing and it's like with nothing to back it up uh, that night, the newsroom does a story on Eric Sachs, who has tech, who has tech companies and chemical companies, and they they make a big point like this guy's got three or four different companies, they're huge, and he's like, I'm going to help bring the Foot Clan to justice. So you're like, this guy's the bad guy. Uh, then we cut over to a very sweaty bald man who likes to fight with his hands tied behind the back. Hot, right, Tim? Uh, it's Shredder. He tells Karai she failed Shredder. him. 
but she's like it was a giant fucking turtle that i had to fight and he was like we trained for this she's like we did not train for giant turtles that was the one thing you did not train me for <laughs> uh shredder orders her to capture the vigilantes so they can continue their quest to reclaim victory and he says we will own this city and she's like what does any of that mean and he That's goes the problem, i don't Thank know you. Thank I you. What does know. any of this mean? It's like you have an opportunity here where you're clearly trying to ground this in a more modern, real New York. And it's like, yeah, the Foot Clan aren't a bunch of young boys dressed in black, pretending like stealing, like pickpocketing, pretending to be ninjas. It's like, no, it's a terrorist faction. Like they're out there. They're mm -hmm. trying to do some real bad shit. But then it's like to try to explain the Shredder, they introduce this new white dude for no real reason. And it's like, okay, what's the reason? Like explain this, make it make more sense contextually instead of just having Shredder. It's like now there's Shredder and Karai and this white dude, and they're all kind of working together. But it seems like the three of them aren't even on the same page about what's going mm -hmm. on. Although I will say shout out to William Fitchner, who who just shows up in every movie. And is always the same character. Always the bad guy. Always the yeah. bad guy. With, with, the, with the exception, with the exception of Armageddon, Andy, you'll remember. Oh. After Bruce Willis sacrificed himself for the entire mm. world, he walks up to Liv Tyler and says, permission to shake the hand says, of the daughter of the most brave man that I've ever met. And I fucking cry every single oh, time. He does. So good. It's very long. He looks, at her, he looks at her and he says, I don't want to close my eyes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I miss you, baby. And I don't like, want to miss a thing. She's like, this is an inappropriate conversation. <laughs> <laughs> my dad just died. <laughs> uh, no. Let me tell you about our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Me Undies. Me Undies finally launched a new collection that's as comfy as cotton, because that's what it is. An underwear company making stretch cotton undies groundbreaking. But really, though, it, it kind of is. Uh, Me Undies launched two fabrics before cotton, so why now? They're so happy you asked. Me Undies wants you to find comfort every day, which is why their stretch cotton fabric was designed with yours in mind. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg Miller, and as you know, I love Me Undies. I have forever, and I am in the need for some new me undies because of course a long time ago i ordered my first pair thought they were super soft and i said you know what threw away the rest of my underwear been riding out these undies within the other set of undies i ordered but now they got new undies so let's talk about them me undies believes comfort is something we're all entitled to their new stretch cotton collection offers everyday undies bralettes socks and under tees and just like me undies micromodal fabric their organic stretch cotton is also sustainable and designed to be the softest thing you've ever worn available in sizes xs to 4xl me undies offers countless styles cuts and limited edition prints to choose from so you can be comfortable to your core because whatever you wear whoever you are and however you got there comfort is for you roger throw it up this is an image of tim at disneyland for the celebration of avengers campus don't worry about where he's at though worry about the fact that this man is wearing head to toe me undies the shirt the underwear the shorts the socks all me undies this man is so crazy about MeUndies, you have to understand that we love MeUndies that much, and that's why you should get on this train. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. Any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. To get 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com morning. That's MeUndies.com morning. Our next sponsor, why it's Canva Pro. Canva Pro is the easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you're a professional designer or just getting started, Canva Pro can help boost you and your team's productivity and creativity. It's a quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. 
No matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. Plus, Canva Pro comes with time-saving tools that simplify and speed up the creative process. You can get all this and more with just one Canva Pro subscription. How do we know so much about Canva Pro? Because Tim and Roger have been using it. Tim was doing to do some graphic stuff we needed to send out some people. Roger using it to edit videos just like the one you're doing. Roger, why not put a Canva Pro image right here? Wow, look at that. That's from Canva Pro. We've been using it. We love it. It's helpful. And again, these are time-saving tools that are helpful if you're creating anything that would need anything like photos, videos, audios, or graphic. Of course, uh, that's why we love it, why you should be using it, and everybody should too. So design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use my promo code. Just go to canvapro.com slash kindoffunny to get your free 45-day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash kindoffunny. CanvaPro.me slash kind of funny. Roger, toss in a Canva Pro sound right now. Wow, that was fantastic. Wouldn't you like that in your videos? Get at it. Uh, let's it. see. Back to it. Eric Sachs. I'm Eric Sachs. It gives a speech. Well, sorry, Eric Sachs uh, is an anglicized like remix of Oroku Saki, which is Shredder's name. Oh, it was oh, so. A, it would have missed opportunity like, here where they he, couldn't. They should have cast like. They sh- he should have been Shredder. He should have been this guy that's, I, that owns a bunch of companies and is also like low key doing some shit on the side. That's a better character. Why there's two characters beyond me. I, I think that there was a story that he was going to be Shredder and then they, they last minute decided that was, wasn't a good look. And in the alien screenplay, this white actor was going to be Shredder. And right. that was obviously people were pissed about that. But what they should have done is just have it be a Japanese yeah. Shredder. That was a businessman as well. Could have been Sergio. The modernized thing of the Foot Clan using guns. Because, come on. Why not? I mean, I don't know. There's lots of lots of different ways this could have gone. But you know what? Again, cocaine. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. April tries to sell. Let's see. Uh, He gives a speech about how the Foot Clan robbed his lab and killed some of his employees, which is why he's committed to keeping the city safe through his various companies that make chemicals and robots. April tries to tell Sachs she's inspired by him, and they set up uh, that that he worked for with uh, April's father before April's father died. On the way home, April spots a mass exodus from a subway station and heads in to investigate. Uh, down in the sewers, and this is where I'm just going to say this, guys, for the for future context. I know that the voice of Raph is not Mark Wahlberg, but it sounds so much like Mark Wahlberg that when I say Mark Wahlberg, just please say. Just understand that it's Raph okay. that I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Down in the sewers, Mark Wahlberg and the other turtles plan their attack while Mikey watches Keyboard Cat. And he has the best lines, <laughs> not here. <laughs> but he does have a lot of reasons. That cat is playing chopsticks with chopsticks. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe that was the day they took a break from the cocaine, or maybe that was the day they doubled it. I don't know. But whatever that's that was, that's the energy you could have had. That's definitely the day they doubled it, Nick. Mm-hmm. That's the day they got the delivery. There's a lot of funny lines like that, man. April gets the the scene of the turtles talking with all the computer screens and each of them kind of doing their own thing. I enjoyed it. We just don't need it's it's like it's like they were like, listen, every time one turtle says something, every turtle has to say something. Well, that was my problem with part two. Yeah, that that was my exact same problem with with Secret of the Ooze. But except the lines weren't clever. (laughs) Like there was a little bit of clever writing in this that I enjoyed. Uh, quick, uh, quick question for Tim, real quick. When you were looking up the trivia, trivia is there any reason why uh, Leonardo is acted by someone different than Johnny Knoxville? Johnny Knoxville didn't want to do mocap, probably. That's probably it. Yeah, he's the only turtle with like a yeah. notable voice, like with of, of like that caliber. 
which we're talking about Johnny Knoxville, which is pretty funny to think about, but I digress. That caliber of actor. <laughs> he just is who he is. Uh, let's see. April gets kidnapped and someone says, get over here a bunch of times, which sounds a lot like they pulled that line straight from Mortal Kombat. And then another Foot Clan member set some bombs right next to people's faces. I'm like, oof, this is violent. Karai calls the turtles to show themselves and April starts filming. And then suddenly the lights go out and the subway train moves in with the turtles riding on top. They move quick. They make quick work of the Foot Clan and disappear up a trash chute. So April's like, I saw them go up there. I'll go up there too. And she catches them monologuing. And this actually is kind of a funny scene where he's like, like in the shadow, like the shadows of the night, we're completely unseen. And then April snaps a picture of them and they freeze. I, I like this. Like I, I shouldn't be giving this movie credits for just like literally doing the things that are in the title of the movie, but they're actual ninjas. Like this scene in the subways where they're like sneaking and actually hiding and using light to hide behind other things and stuff. I'm like, this is cool. Why Why is it taking so many movies to have a scene even remotely having them be sneaky at all in any way, shape, or form? Normally, it's just them walking into a big crowded group of people being like, here's a funny joke. Let's spin some weapons, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they lasso April and drag her to the roof. Wait, and no, Mikey no, no, says hold on, hold on. she... Sorry. Uh, as a response to that, I, I know it's animated, but in the last movie, we got a lot of sneaking around that looked cool. Was T-R-T? there sneaking? Yeah, they're running the around. Sp- I, like, I, no, I mean, at the end, not, not in a fight. But I'm doing like, parkour and shit. Cool. Yeah, but it, this was the first time we saw an actual fight with them using using ninja skills. And it's not just like hitting yeah, you with weapons. the last time, right? But like, all right. I agree. You're right. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, would anyone else like to ask any questions? <laughs> from Jerry? I would like to I say will. thank you, Kevin. Well. Thank you, Kevin. Joey? I feel like I should say thank you, Kevin, even though thank I'm like quite sure why. Thank you, Joey. Welcome, Joey, Joey thank you. and no one else. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> uh, so this is one of those scenes that I was talking about it's totally off where Mikey says she's so hot I could feel my shell tightening and then they threaten her and it's just very, very weird and this is the first time I think I thought to myself I don't I don't like this scene. I don't like how it, I, it, they're just not likable. This should be a really, really funny scene. And it started off that way, but it just gets kind of weird. And it just seems like it's lazy. But he does say this is where the cat plays chopsticks and all that stuff. And let's see, Raftus is Batman voice and Leo jumps in uh, and threatens to kill her with kindness. And then she passes out. When she comes to, Mikey asks her, she's seen the video where the cat plays chopsticks with chopsticks. <laughs> and they tell her they're ninja mutant turtle teenagers. And Mikey is still super horny for her. And then... They threaten her life and creep her out and tell her if she tells anyone they're going to kill her. Uh, then they jump off the roof and into the sewers and it's super cool until Mikey farts because they're teenagers and teenage boys and 41-year-old boys think farting is funny, Joey. April goes home to Nick, research. Nick, don't act like you're above this humor. Don't even start to act like you are I above I this humor. Myself. I included myself in that. 41-year-old people. Boys think this is hilarious. <laughs> I, farted, I farted in bed last night woke myself up laughing that is a true story it's possible i ate too much taco bell and i had to take some nausea pills because my stomach was really upset that scene happens gia just sighed and she looked at me she's like this explains so much about you guys the cartoon did not have farts right no guys i hate to break it to you the cartoon sucked no it didn't hey. How that dare was you. in the past, though. <laughs> and we were young. It didn't. It didn't. And the and the NES game was, was super easy. Let's see. Uh, where do we turn over? Do, 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 do. This is where uh, 
Let's see. They jump off the roof. Mikey farts. April goes home to research the name of the turtles, which she recognized because she was like, Raphael, there's no possible way that turtles could have been called that. This is crazy. This is, am I dreaming this? Or is this just too good to be true? And then she looks up her father's work on the Renaissance Project, which they call the Renaissance Project, which is really cool. (laughs) It is so incredibly cool. How it all comes together is so stupid. But the Renaissance Project is so dope. When when she was like, Raphael, but whatever, I thought she was going to look and like look up a Renaissance book Me and be like too. oh yeah these are all renaissance artists like that kind of i don't know what to do with this information but whatever but no <laughs> she knows the turtles and splinter i i like Why? it's the dumbest fucking thing ever and i hate how coincidental it is like nick was mentioning earlier the smallest of odds possible and this thing is actually happened but the renaissance project as a thing like as a title yeah. is cool dope. to me. It's dope. Like, that's cool. <laughs> do you think that at what point do you think they decided to call the project where they were trying to find a mutagen that would heal people? Um, why did they, why, at what point do you think they were like, let's name it the Renaissance project. And then when one guy asked why the other guy was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know what relevance that has at all we're, we're to our bringing research. people back we're we're we're, we're kind better. of bringing you back to health maybe and uh, then, the, but then is an that idealized the state she, of living do you something think like that, that yeah april heard the renaissance project and then as a young girl was like i'm going to name all these turtles after famous renaissance artists because that's what seven-year-olds are into i don't think she named them she did she oh says i named the turtles <laughs> I, I was God right with Tim. Her. I was right with Tim. She, with put the, the little, she put the blue and all the on the dots on them, so the she could tell them apart. Dots, the yeah. colors. I was, was right with Tim with uh, Leonardo, Raphael, and her looking in her her closet, and I was like, "What is she about to do? This yeah. is," a, and it was still stupid. Granted, because it ended up being this <laughs> this crazy coincidence. But the idea of the Renaissance Project, I think, is really cool. And you you also got to assume that, like. Really, this crazy project you're working on, and you only used four turtles. There had to have been other test subjects. There's a lot like, of turtles. No out there. way you just went through four baby turtles. There had to be a shit ton of turtles that you are experimenting on, and a bunch of them died, and some of them grew into oh, fucking cats or something. Like, there's got to be something <laughs> else here that we're not aware of. Well, it's cats. funny you say that actually, Eddie. In the IDW comics, which are definitively the best Ninja Turtle story ever told, uh, the same things happens where it is a the the origin story is there's a lab and there are the turtles and Splinter's there too, but there's also a cat, and the cat does actually accidentally get some shit on him when there's like an explosion, oh. mm-hmm. and uh, the, the, is Hob the cat, and he he ends up being one of the main villains. He's dope as fuck. Hob, like, he, Hob. Yeah, Who I don't is like the bunny. That. They should use. Oh, they do have a line where he's like, "What if we use bunnies?" Wasn't there a cool bunny? Ustagi, Yojimbo. I think it was yeah, dope. Yojimbo. He's dope as. Was fuck. the bunny in the uh, in the karate video game? I just had. The, I remember having the toy. I had the toy, and I just remember being like, "I don't know what this is, but it's dope." He's hella cool. Tournament I fighters is what I'm thinking of. Oh, I, I don't think he was in tournament fighters. Okay, no. got it, got it. Because he's like, it's a weird thing where technically he's not part of Ninja Turtles. He is his own thing like but that. then they would cross over every once in a that's while that's cool that's cool the idea of a fighting bunny is cool to me yeah, that's very definitely. cool anyway she reaches the church as the renaissance project and i have not spelled that right once but it doesn't matter because <laughs> it doesn't matter I don't uh, she me, watches Nick. i don't blame <laughs> Dude, it's so hard right here's how i spelled it in this one joe r-e-n-e like renee no nope. and then uh-huh. sans <laughs> s-a-n-n-c-e project okay yeah sometimes i, spell I, thought, shit I thought you would have put a letter z at the end for some reason <laughs> uh i'm sure there's one in here 
Uh, she watched back some video of her dad and Sack's old project where they took some space ooze and injected them in with it. Uh, it had the TGR of TGI Friday logo on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that's that's his thing. Uh, she gets really excited because the turtles were her childhood pets and she put colored nail polish on them. This is a really weird, super coincidental story. But I put that there so everyone knows it's true. The turtles try and sneak back in so Master Splinter doesn't see them. And Raph is really aggressive about wanting to leave the squad. And I'm like, God damn it. Can we just move away from Raph wanting to leave and having a fucking problem with Leo at this point? It's I love so, that they call it out. It just happens so many times that it I just I love feels that like, Mikey calls it out. It's so funny to me. Like that line of him being like, wow, it's only been 30 minutes since the last time you said something like that. Or yeah. I forgot the exact line, but it, like that line made me laugh of how like, yeah, this is always a thing. You're always pissed off. You always want to leave. You always <laughs> want to rebel against Leo's leadership. It, that, that line got a good chuckle out of me uh let's see uh then splinter who is absolutely terrifying beats them up with his tail and all of this is creepy and scary uh splinter sends them i hate the the tail it's 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 so long and it's so agile i don't know joey it reminds me of a boa constrictor when it when it is around shredder's neck which by the way Shredder, you got to have other append. You got to have, I'm sure you got blades everywhere. Like, think of blades blades for any position, you know? Um, But but the when it's wrapped around his neck, it looks so gross. It looks just, it looked like a snake. Not a fan. Splinter sends them to the Hashi for disobeying them. The next day, April tells Whoopi about uh, her pet turtles and their ancient Japanese mark that means family. And Whoopi immediately fires her like anyone would do. Again, why she didn't show her the picture of this and why that wasn't in the newspaper the next day is beyond me. April recruits Vern to help her get to Sack so she can tell him about the turtles. Uh, back in the Hashi, Mark Wahlberg and the rest of the turtles are starting to break, especially when Tony Shalhoub brings in the 99 cheese pizza. And I'm like, that's a lot of cheeses. Uh, Mikey breaks. They have a couple funny lines where he tell, he says one of the names of the cheeses. And Mikey's like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> uh, this scene could have been awesome. And I feel like, again, this, this feels like a part of a different movie. Because Splinter having fun with the kids and like playing with like punishing them, tempting them with the pizza. Like there are moments in here that I'm like, yeah. He looks so bad. I can't believe how bad Splinter looks compared to the other Compared to the turtles, what is it about him? It, it's, it, he doesn't look like skin. he's in any. I think it's the amount of like. Flesh what it is that is that thinks. he is a human rat, Andy. That's yeah, what it is. They decided, man rat. Let's go he's realistic with this. Yeah, man rat. Very scary. Don't forget that. Remember that was that time when uh, the little redheaded kid comes in. Uh, in, in the original movie and sees a rat chained to the fence, like a man rat chained to the fence, and is like, this is normal. This is a normal thing Let that happens. Let me go converse. Let me have yeah, a conversation. I'm just going to talk to this thing. rat. I would yeah. have been like, we have to kill it and any of its family. This yeah. cannot be allowed to exist. They will overrun time. New York in roughly, I put one of those graphs in here. I'm like, in one day, they're going to take lower Manhattan. In one week, all of the continental United States. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Splinter tells them uh, he, uh, Mikey breaks and tells Splinter everything and then Splinter goes oh no because April is in danger and sends the boys to find her and bring her back Vern believes every word, word that April says because he's infatuated with her so he drops her off at Eric's house and then he's like oh no I'm dropping off a pretty girl at a rich guy's house and it's like uh, and then she asks <laughs> Eric about the project Renaissance and he tells her it's a dream that died in a fire along with her father. And April shows him the picture of the turtles, which she probably should have shown Whoopi Goldberg if she wanted to keep her job. Um, Eric tells him all about the orphan. He's like, listen, in order to understand this story, Tim, I have to st- I have to start way back when I was orphaned in Japan. And I was taken in by a sensei who taught me all uh, stuff about the Foot Clan. 
and he wanted to help find a cure-all that would self-repair people on the random chance that New York got attacked by a chemical attack. And April's like, I, I am in this movie. I don't understand what you're talking about. How does any of this have to do with anything that I just told you? Uh, the turtles, it turns out, has the mutagen in their blood. How could they have lived? Because April saved them. That's why she rushed into a fire to save her pet turtles. Later that night, Donnie Wait, hacks her can we talk about the fact that she saved the turtles and Splinter, but apparently not her dad? Well, it's dad's weird. a bigger person to carry out. You think a rat, a couple yeah. turtles, that's what? Two pounds? Would you? She's a kid. <clears throat> fuck, I love animals. But if I am choosing between these random little ass turtles or trying to do something, they didn't even show My her remotely parent. even caring about her dad. That was the weird thing. There was yeah. no attempt. There, was a, there, there wasn't even an awareness that her dad was in the fire. And well, it's like, it was a small know. room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she and how, Good point. But like, how would she have gotten there if she didn't go with her dad? Unless she's just stumbling to this laboratory late at night because she saw a fire? Yeah. Maybe they live upstairs, like she did with the antique shop. Why is it? Why is Kevin's timing so bad on these shows? Oh, fucking dad! (laughs) (laughs) I've got a delay in my head. (laughs) It's fun. Maybe you got to replace the cartridge in your earbuds again. (laughs) (laughs) Got a delay in my head. Is what what we had to do. Kevin, what is your what is your question? It doesn't matter. This whole scene is ridiculous with the flashback stuff because I feel like the pacing they didn't even know what they were trying to go for because for the first time in these movies, we're actually seeing the, like some background on the turtles' weapons of like, Leonardo, you get the katana. And then they just move on. Like, they don't go through the other weapons. It's yeah. Fucking this weird. is the weapon of a leader. And then they get to Donnie. They're like, we don't have any more weapons, so we carved you a stick. But they don't even do that. You know what I mean? Like, they, they could have made a joke out of it. There could have been something. They don't. They just they set up this like... We're going to teach you some shit. And they're like, oh, no, no, this is our time to teach you about their mm-hmm. origin stories, their colors, April's relation to them, their weapons, all that stuff. We can only make a couple choices. Let's just keep moving forward because we're about to get attacked. Later that night, Donnie hacks her computer and once again threatens to come meet her uh, or threatens her unless she decides to uh, unless she comes to meet them alone. The whole scene is totally off. What happened to the fun, carefree teenage mutant ninja shows from the 80s that were lovingly charming? Uh, they bring her back to the sewers and she recognizes Splinter. How would she? Re- She's like Splinter. You've grown. You got so big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that at all. At all. Oh my god. Uh, Eric meets with Shredder, who it turns out, surprise, is his master. He tells them about the turtles, and he says, "If we capture them, the city will be ours." And then Eric's like, "What? What, what are we going to do with the city once we take it over? Like, probably." fight the combined might of the United States military because randomly taking and holding a city forever is pretty much impossible. I mean, even Bane couldn't do that. He can barely pull it off and he had like a giant fucking hydrogen bomb. Or do we have a hydrogen bomb? Oh, we have some toxic. So what happens when, once we kill everyone in the, in the city with this toxin, uh, then we take the city over? Is that what the plan is? Bane, what, Bane people are going to be dead. He was definitely able to hold down the city. He held mm-hmm. it for like, what is it, three months? Mm-hmm. Like, that was pretty impressive. But really, how did that turn out for him? I would have turned out the under. I mean, how did it turn out for him? Did he win? He was did he get blasted by some motorcycle fucking ammo? But he was planning on killing. I'm just saying the idea of like the the city will be ours. What is what does that mean? The city will be ours economically. We'll run the city as far as like the under. Like, will we actually just take all the money from the city? Will we rob people blind? Aren't we already doing that? Why do we need any more than what we already have? All this is generic. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Generic. But like their plan is like you're you're totally right. It's generic and not that out at all. Because like their plan was to like spread this 
illness. Kill everyone in the city. They don't and have, then they don't have the cure for. They no. just have the mutagen. Are we to assume that the cure was just the mutagen? And also, uh, they put the mutagen in, in these in these goddamn turtles, and it made them into freaky human. Like yeah. What happens when you put it in a human? Also, this movie came out the same year as Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And the similarities in so Huge. many ways are striking. Like Lizard the plot tails. is like one for one. Lizard, he looks like a turtle. Uh, yeah. They, they probably were just like, oh, we already have this. We can just reuse it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Splinter tells April about how her father burned the lab down because he learned about Shredder. He also burned himself alive by accident, which seems pretty dumb for a guy who has at least a bachelor's in science. Uh, April saved them and put them in the sewer. So Splinter grew up uh, and he was like, well, you took care of me, so I'm going to take care of these turtles. Um, and then I don't know why which they're all the same age. It's very strange. Uh, you figure maybe they're like two months apart, three months apart, but Splitter's just like, I'm an old ass man. That's how it's going to go. And he's like, I knew they would need to learn how to take care of themselves. So what did I do? I scoured the sewers and luckily, again, coincidence, the storyteller's best friend. Luckily, I found a book on ninjutsu. And I was like, but I don't know it. So I'll teach it to myself first and I'll just master it. it out. Yeah. And oh, then cool. I'll teach the turtles. Joey from Kind of Funny, what would you like to say today? Um, I have a question that you can only answer, Nick. Mm-hmm. Is a rat reading a book about learning ninjutsu and then teaching and then learning it himself and then teaching it to the turtles better or worse than the rat watching somebody do ninjutsu and then teaching the turtles? Great question, Joey. Thank you for that question. I'm going to go say they're equally stupid. They're both equally dumb. And again, I go back to the fact that originally, and Tim, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm basing this off of only my knowledge from when I watched the show when I was a kid. But Splinter was a human master who was an older man who had spent many, 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 many years learning karate and ninjutsu and all of those things. And then when he got turned into a rat, he was like, I can teach you these things because I've at least been to one karate tournament. I know what that feels like to have someone throw a punch at my face. Reading something in a book and learning it is not the best way to to be able to become good at something as far as like a martial arts concerned you need a lot of years on the mat on that bad boy but you know what well and it's gonna wear a funny hat in a couple seconds so let's just get to that point when this happened i literally out loud said fuck yeah because i was like i oh nick poor mm. nick <laughs> he has to watch this and take well, it in it's, it's a just karate one, master well it's just one of those things where it's like listen i know there's going to be someone in the comments like, guys, it's fucking it's a cartoon movie, basically. And it's true. This is a movie called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So a lot of the rules we can play fast and loose, loose with. But it just seems Don't like a lot. disrespect karate. Well, no, it just seems like the foundation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We should try to nail at least a few of those things as far as like how we set these characters up for success. What? Because we do need to believe that they would have built them like they would have been able to do a lot of the things they do shockingly enough though once this happened i was like eh, we've been here before this is well this is well worn territory with how they how terrible they are at figuring out how these things became master ninjas so let's just move on it doesn't it didn't bother me that much so one thing that i think is interesting is that he was so taken aside by this book that he then like chose to like dress himself in sort of a japanese style that was something that i put in here absorb the culture yeah culture mm-hmm. so that was interesting that's what he did he decided I mean, when, to... when you have a full life to dedicate yourself to like 
it, you become obsessed with that one thing. Like these ninjas, they're not gonna, they're not going to school. They're not playing baseball mm-hmm. or football. They're not being put in intramural flag football or anything like that. They're learning karate and mm-hmm. Splinter is learning, uh, you know, the ways of uh, of the samurai in a way. Go ahead, Tim. A fun fact that you reminded me of here, Andy, is each of the turtles, the way that they were animated, the way that they move was based on different sports. So Raphael moves more like a football player than we had uh, Michelangelo, more soccer player, you know, European oh. football for what they will. Oh, sure. Then Donatello was supposedly basketball. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. No, they didn't I didn't. Say anything about Leonardo. Really comes through. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yes. uh, anyway, uh, right on cue, the Foot Clan shows up and raids the sewer. Everyone starts fighting, uh, which I think is the second time we've seen action in this movie in the first hour, which seems weird. But I'm pretty sure that this is like the second or really this is really the first big action scene that we see because the other ones really don't count. They just sort of like kind of come and go. Uh, Raph gets mad that Leo is the leader. And you're like, now's not the time to talk about this. And then uh, the turtles take April to safety as Shredder comes in with his new cool armor. Uh, and Splinter and Shredder uh, start started fighting while the turtles get tranked and tased. And you're like, huh. So Shredder comes in and the first person to fight him is Splinter. And it's actually a pretty, pretty good fight. I mean, it's like maybe just let Splinter do everything. The turtles can go on break for a hot second. We don't really need him because they're kind of dumb. Anyway, Splinter locks himself in with Shredder so the turtles can escape and then gets knocked out. So the turtles drop their weapons and get tased and then they get taken. Uh, except for Raph, who apparently they everyone thinks is dead. Shredder asks where Mark Wahlberg also makes some horrifying noise. This in this fight, I would <laughs> like to be not okay. I would like to say that the the that there's a lot of weird mouth noises happening across the board in this movie. There's a lot of and like you know when they like ask the that VO actors to be angry and you're like I don't need that. I didn't notice that at all. I will say this movie is up there with one of the best audio mixes I have ever heard in a movie. It was fucking incredible, and it uses every single speaker in unique ways where i was like these motherfuckers care like they should have definitely won some type of award for this i'm not uh shredder asks where mark Wahlberg went one of his lieutenants is like he's dead so he's like oh okay i guess we'll just leave him here and take the other three because it's not like their blood is like has like a super super important mutagen in it like we don't don't waste time going to look for this turtle let's just go none of it makes any sense they need their blood they don't care if they're gonna kill him later and it's just like so they just left one of them dead under yeah. a pile of rocks. Yeah. My yeah. favorite yeah. line in the whole movie. We're going to take every ounce of blood out of these turtles. Even if that means killing them. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you take all the blood out of somebody, yeah. they're, they're, they're going to die. They're going to die. We're going to kill gonna, these people. I'm going to kill them they until die. they're dead. Exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> so oh, my God. Shredder. Anyway, so they blow up the secret layer, of course. Layer, of course, Raph is not dead and links up with April back at the layer, which is blown up. Uh, but not really. It's actually just one small portion of it was blown up. And it was just the part that was above Splinter. Uh, so they move some rocks and Splinter's like, oh, that hurt. And Splinter tells them, he's like, you must save your brothers. Thankfully, Donnie has a tracker on him. So they all collect. So he collects all the turtles' weapons and calls Vern for a ride. April tells him that the turtles have been kidnapped. And Vern's like, whatever you say, pretty lady. And then uh, and then Mark Wahlberg gets involved and gets really angry. And this is that part I was talking about where he breathes a lot. Where he's like, get good going, man. Hey, Sp- hey Sp- looks like Splinter's hurt right now. I got to go. Fi- I got to go. I got to go pick up Splinter. Hey. You guys remember my friend Splinter? 
<laughs> Sorry, Andy, you did it better. Stevie <laughs> sounded oddly British. Hey, I'm my friend Splinter. He's got hair except for his nose, which is mighty wet. Back at the Sax lab, Sax is super stoked that Karai brought in the turtles, and then he tells Leo about his master plan, which is to flood the city with a toxin that burns people from the inside out, and to show them they just kill a random foot soldier. And this is always one for one of those fun things where, like, if I saw you do that to one of my friends, I'd be like, I'm not working for you anymore. Hi. That seems like maybe you don't respect me and the work ethic that I put into this organization. Uh, in the next 30 days, the city of New York will be a quarantine zone, so the governor will have to pay the government will have to pay him money to use the mutagen to save him and make him stupid rich. Even though, again, we've already set up this man easily a billionaire. Uh, not quite sure how much more you need from this, uh, but then. As if that wasn't enough, once all that's happened, the city will be ours. Shredder's going to make it his. And we're going to give it to Shredder because he's the one that was my papa for a long time. Even though I don't know why you'd want a city that is a quarantine zone with lots of mutants and a lot of people dead from the toxin, but it doesn't matter because they just want Won't it be suspicious that this one guy just happens to have this antibody for this mysterious plague that's overtaken the city? You don't think anybody's going to pick up on that, that it's like, oh, I wonder where this guy got this. Remember that episode of South Park? Remember that episode of South Park where the the, the gnomes were stealing people's underpants? And step one was still all the underpants. Then step two. And then step three was profit. (laughs) That's kind of where we're at in this movie. We don't really have a step two. We're not really dealing with that important middle ground of how we're going to figure that out later. We're we're just going to get there. Anyway, uh, let's see. Mark Wahlberg bursts in to save everyone, but instead is stopped by Super Shredder who throws him into a steel beam and they start fighting. And you're like, well, this is going to go very poorly for Raph. Donnie tells April to administer some adrenaline and it's very dramatic. And the church, she's like, we got two together dying. And I'm like, are they? They don't, they look fine. They've been on this machine for like five seconds. Maybe are like a pint getting, of blood's gone. Like, I, I, I think that they're getting, they're getting their, their blood, blood pumped. Out of yeah, them. I, like yeah. That's, Maybe I, stop I don't know if adrenaline part. alone would do the job, right? Well, they're turtles and they're mutants and they're big. And this is a moment she's like, she's like, Leonardo, you got to come back to life, Leonardo. And he's like, I can't do it, April. It's not going to happen. And he's like, pound the adrenaline button. And then all of a sudden they all come to life uh, like they just did a fucking mountain of cocaine. And Shredder is suddenly nowhere to be seen. They just have one shot of him walking away. And you're like, why? Why not kill them all and put them back in the things? Why would you walk? Doesn't matter. Um, he, had, he has a, a dinner later. I think and I put this I put this in here and I'm just going to throw this out there. I think one of the reasons why I don't like the turtles in this movie is because they have all the traits of teenagers that I hate and nothing else. Uh, so they head to Times Square. Wait, did Sax already rediscover the mutant gen? Why would he risk setting off the toxin if he's just still working on it? To Kevin's earlier point, he literally goes to his lab and is like, OK, we got to figure this shit out right now because Shredder's up there. Uh and I think when they said, hey, we're going to do this toxin thing, I don't know if anyone was like, maybe they just didn't read the email. You know, like sometimes in the production meeting, I'm like, I'm totally on the stream on Monday. And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's a sponsored Amazon stream and I'm not on it. So I get to sleep in for a little bit longer. Maybe they did that. Sachs didn't read the email that said the toxin is tonight. We're doing the toxin tonight. Yeah. Oh, so figure it the fuck out. OK, that was me today kind of with for this podcast. I was like, yeah, I'm going to need like five to ten. Sorry, I'm running late. Mm-hmm. Joey mm-hmm. was like. It's not for another hour. It's at four today. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. cool. And, and and at that point that you slacked that, Andy, I had already been in Discord for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. True story. I'm so glad we do our production meetings to go over the schedule with everyone. I love everyone. us all. I love, I love us more than others. I, I love, love us all. 
outside the turtles uh the turtles use their shells to stop bullets and no one thinks to shoot them in the legs or the head uh and then they make quick work, work of the guards and steal a truck but cry and the rest of the foot chase after them someone shoots an rpg at them and the truck goes off the road and starts the longest downhill race i've ever seen in my entire life leo gets thrown out knocked oh, out wow. brought back raf shells cracks so donnie has to go rescue He's like well, i can't go anywhere donnie my shells cracked but then he does and like five seconds later he gets into the mix uh donnie has a cool part where he, they use this extendable bow staff that we set up never uh to no they set pull. it up already they set did, it up did we early. see it once did we see yeah. it once great yeah, Mikey yeah. But, I, but i love that moment where donnie's like let me be the hero this time or yeah. like let me let me do something i thought that was cool shit and raf's like yeah go fuck yeah dog go for it i'm always the one doing shit hell yeah go for but it my like, back hurts dude shit's violently cracked. murder oh, people like at one point mm-hmm. one of them grabs someone and throws them and that person it's hits so, a tree, a tree yeah. at full speed and like yeah, folds dope. in a way that like human bodies shouldn't if you want to stay it's alive really it's really yeah. cool uh mikey uses his rocket skateboard to take another of the trucks out and raft flips into the other one and you're like i thought your shell was cracked and you couldn't do anything but i guess you can use it to literally knock a truck into the air uh and then Vern looks at april's butt and that causes an avalanche uh, oh Leo my god saved- there's been so many egregious moments and so many bad lines. This was just like, holy fuck, you guys are trying to be a fucking problem. Yeah. Like, I can't believe you're in this moment of peril. There's well, nothing they, funny about that. Like, it's they, there's no levity. There's no nothing. It's just fucking bad. They really wanted you to know that Megan Fox is good looking. It's the and, most. Ju- it's such a juvenile. Like again, we know this is like for teenagers and maybe kids that grew up watching the cartoons and stuff, but. Like it, that is just a shitty juvenile line that is just lame. Like it's just, it's so bad to go along with a lot of other bad writing decisions. Uh, up at the top, oh, let's see. Uh, oh, let's see. That causes an avalanche. Leo saves April and Verma hanging off, and then Donnie slingshots Raph into the cry, and everyone wins. Up on the top of the Saks building, Shredder prepares the toxin be released. The turtles surf the sewers to get to them, and somehow pop out in an air vent. Uh, I think. Sax uses the turtle blood here to extract the mutant gin while downstairs the turtles run straight into the foot. But instead of having another cool fight scene, they were like, we cannot afford that. Donnie just shuts a big door. Uh, Shredder initiates the toxin release procedure, which takes a really, really long time. You think maybe just hit the button. Go while the turtles wrap in the elevator. And I'll tell you one thing, guys. I've seen this movie twice. That first time I saw this, I did giggle at that. But then the second time after having taken notes and having to pause this and occasionally roll it back, I'm like, I hate the scene with the fire of a thousand suns. I fucking um, love it. It's just in the wrong movie. And it's definitely at the wrong time. But I love every other element of it. It feels I mean, quintessentially Ninja Turtles, and I just wish that they would be a little more quintessential most of the time. That's what I'm saying. But like it was one of those things where I was like, Mikey's gonna start, then Donnie's gonna do it, then Raph maybe joins him, but then Leo's like, guys. But no, they all just join in and they rap. And to be fair though, it's a dope beat. Uh I, 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 I had a good giggle. I thought it was funny. I I like that the leader, Leo, is the last because he's the one who's trying to keep everybody in line at all times. And he finally gives in. He's like, all right, fuck it. And the door opens. Like it's I think it goes long enough. um, And yeah, I I had a good time with it. It's it seems like that that I usually roll my eyes at. But for some reason, I did not because I think it's probably one of the better parts in this not good movie. Uh, Raph tells Mikey, he's like, what was that thing you used to say that I told you to stop saying, but now's the white time I want you to say it. And he's like, that's our battle cry. Let it go. And Leo's like, wait, before you rush in there, this guy already beat the shit out of you once. Maybe we should have a plan. And then he goes, cowabunga. And they rush in and they get their asses kicked in the process. April and Vern confront Zax 
who cops to killing her father and the turtles get knocked off the roof. So they slingshot each other back onto the top. Then they get their asses kicked again. Only 50 more seconds before the toxin is released. Who wants to play buck, 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 buck? That's genius, says Leo. I love Buck Buck. Uh, and then Raph's like, you can be our leader now because you agreed with me. And it's like, cool. I'm glad we I'm glad we resolved what must have been at least 16 years of bad blood between the two of us with Buck Buck. Uh, Vern knocks out Sax, which oh, should have been April. Oh, I think it was cool how they did it. But it was weird that they were like, we need to show Buck Buck for a second. And so they showed it for a second. Like everything that's set up. They just is the minimal effort to make that meaningful to then have it come back in the third one. Like that should have been a scene. It should have been a scene where they were like playing and then something bad happened. And that's how we remember that or whatever. But it's not. It's just them for a hot second looking creepy as shit as teenage turtles, like real teenage turtles, like kid turtles. Weird. Yeah. Awkward. Um, To Joey's point, they were terrifying. They're still terrifying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Vern knocks out Sax, and I think this should have been April, but it doesn't matter. And then he gets shot, and the turtles play Buck Buck on Shredder, knocking him off the roof. But he's not done yet. He can't keep a good Shredder down, Tim. He climbs his mechanical ass back up and starts throwing magnetic blades at him, and it's just fucking super cool. While Donnie shuts down the toxin, and he's like, I don't know how any of this stuff works. I haven't seen this coding language in years. I've just only read about it, and then immediately shuts it down. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. You got it, yeah. Smart. Smart guy. And then he says, who wants Italian? I'm buying tiramisu for everyone. And I'm like, you know what? I would take a piece of tiramisu right now after this movie, Tim. Uh, Shredder brings down a massive antenna on them. So they all pull, they pull a man of steel and try to hold it. And he's like, nobody moves no matter what. And it's like, well, that's just the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, you're just going to die. And then he's going to drop the antenna on the city anyway. But I get it. You guys trying to get Oh, it's, oh, is it the Hohashi or whatever it was? Hohashi. Nobody moves. Yeah. Uh, Shredder starts delivering gut punches to Leo until April rushes to the roof uh, with the remaining mutagen and threatens to throw it off the roof. She's like, this is all that's left. If this goes off the roof, you are screwed and your plan is totally dumb. So what does Shredder do? Fucking straight up tackles her off the roof. And is like, I... (laughs) He's like, I'll call your bluff right now. We're all going <laughs> off this roof. Uh, then they all jump off to catch April and let the antenna just smash down. I was like, what was the point of that scene prior to this? Uh, but when she falls, now everyone is hanging off the damn thing. April tells them to swing her toward Shredder uh, so she can knock his ass off the antenna. And then she drops him to the street 30 stories below. And he makes a big impact. That suit, you have to imagine, is pretty heavy. And then I'm a little hazy as to how this whole thing happens, but we're going to go through this. The antenna breaks off and then slowly starts rolling down building to building. And then everyone starts apologizing for all their past transgressions toward each other, including Raph was like, I'm sorry, I never really uh, prioritize you guys. And then they, they just open their eyes and they're on the street. Yeah, it is really, a little bit weird. Didn't understand that at all. Yeah, it's one of those things where the dialogue, for the most part, I was really into. I liked what they were doing. I liked what they're set up. Again, I like the turtles caring about each mm-hmm. other. It's a crazy fucking thing, but I really do like that. But you're right. The the momentum of the scene is just off. Like, it's falling, and the way that they just land, it's like, it, it's played for a joke in a way that's like, yeah, but nobody thinks that joke is funny. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand, like, why you would, would go that far. It's yeah, not it depicted to... well at all. It doesn't show the viewer what was the end yeah. result. Totally awesome. Totally awesome. IGN. Did IGN say that? Yeah. Tim Gettys. That's amazing. It's just it's just a weird ending. Yeah. I I was not a big fan of of sort of that big climax moment. You're supposed to something more should happen than it's like as if they were just kind of in an elevator that they thought was gonna fall down and then nothing happened, so they stayed suspended or whatever. But like how are we not going to see any action of them just talk? Like, I don't know. It just makes zero, zero sense. But I do like 
Um, again, I do like the dialogue that you were pointing out, Tim, of Raph, you know, saying, you know, I was scared. I'm Mark Wahlberg. I was scared of, hurt of, of, of leaving you all. But here I am. I'm Mark Wahlberg. You know, I, I appreciated mm-hmm. all those lines. Uh, and then we see uh, Shredder dip his little finger in the mutagen. And it's like, remember, this is the last vial of mutagen we've got left. Treat it wow, and it's cracked all over the ground. It's the only person that has access to it is Shredder, and he's dipping his little finger on it, so he's coming back. Um, but it's actually not the last file, apparently, because they use mutagen to bring Splinter back to life. And oh well, he's alive. All you need, all you needed, was discover your true power lies in, in in believing in one another. And they were like, "Yeah, we got that. You've been pushing that for a long time, here, Shredder. Nobody <laughs> saw that." Everyone saw that one coming. Uh, April, it turns out, is now famous. So Vern invited her to an underpass to hang out and show her his, his new car. Uh, and then the turtles show up in a very, 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 very weirdly lame and small turtle van that just feels like someone retrofitted a very high-end golf cart. And then Raph, thanks here for keeping their secret. And I really want the scene to end, but it's still going. And Mikey accidentally shoots a missile at Vern's car and blows it up. Who could have seen that coming? And then Mikey He's sings a song to April. All the buttons. I'm still learning the buttons. And then as they leave, Mikey's like, I'm going to sing you a love song. And it's creepy. So they leave the end. But it's Some not. Facts for you there, though. Nick. Yeah. When he hits the horn, of course, mm-hmm. the Ninja Turtles theme song from the cartoon. But the song that he sings, April, is Happy Together by what band? The Ninja Turtles. Just the, the Turtles. The Turtles. The, turtles. Oh, that makes sense. the Turtles. The song as featured in the Super Smash Brothers 64 commercial. Wow. What a what a what a beautiful kind of filmic thing to do. Like oh, Edgar Wright levels of yeah. of there's <laughs> layers here. There's mm-hmm. depth here. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we see that quick scene of Raph and Mikey hiding the broad Victoria's Secret billboard for no reason other than I have to imagine they rendered it and cut it out of the movie because someone was like, this doesn't fit and it's dumb. But they were like, Lord, throw it in there. Yeah. But then we get the credit song. Nick, mm-hmm. I just slacked you uh, the lyrics. I'm going to need you to just read the first verse, please. Okay. Uh, so everybody can understand what we were dealing with with the song Shell Shocked, okay. which my friend Brandon, who is a cage fighter, as I like to call him, came out to this song one time to fight someone and he beat the living shit out of him. And it was mm-hmm. the most epic hype thing I've ever seen coming out to this song. The lyrics start, knock, knock, you about to get shell shocked. Knock, knock. You about to get shell shocked. Hey, knock, knock. You about to get shell shocked. Andy, knock, knock. You about to get shell shocked. Oh, yeah. Huge. Eek writing right here. Do you want me to actually read the rest oh, of this? Gonna, the, I just want that first verse. Oh, right. I, I'm sorry. I thought you wanted to read that. That's my fam. I'll hold them down forever. Us against the world. We can battle whoever not whomever whoever together ain't no way we gonna fail you know i got your back just like a turtle shell nobody (laughs) do it better all my brothers trying to get some cheddar are they i guess from pizza that makes sense yeah Uh, we all want our cut like the shredder of the pizza i assume not the money Uh, Mm -hmm. me and my bros come together for the dough bought the orange lamborghini call it michelangelo when the nunchuck doors and I'm pulling up with the nunchuck now. doors, it, I'm pulling it, it up does slow. Just, it does just keep going. But like, come on, guys. I just, want, I just, I just want to just tell you guys. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. We're just going to do this real quick. We're just oh, going to look this bad boy up. Oh, please do. I can't wait. Because, yo, is that better, Andy? This is the, okay. Everyone, we're going to do a oh, podcast. God. Who did it better? Who <laughs> did it better? Who did it better? Bah, bah. Yo, 
It's the green machine going to rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down, slam it and jam into the new swing sound? Swing sound. Yeah, everybody, let's move. Vanilla is here with the new Jack Groove. Going to rock and roll this place with the power of the Ninja Turtle base. Iceman, you know I'm not playing. Devastate the show while the turtles are saying Ninja, Ninja, rap. That's that's awful. That's awful. <laughs> like, what is first off? What is Ninja Turtle base? <laughs> like, it's you can't just, you yeah, can't just say no. You can't because it's like rocking to the sound of the bass, but you can't just oh. put the word Ninja Turtle in front of it to make it sound like a thing. You and can't just now, do that. Here's what I'm gonna say. You never did karate, so this is not your fault for for your ignorance. Your sheer. Okay stupidity on this but having good base is something they say in martial arts foundation your foundation your ability to not get knocked over your balance your power vanilla ice is saying no that is (laughs) 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 he meant meant base is it like a like a like a base like also the the swinging groove or what what was that lyric uh vanilla is here with a new jack groove new jack groove what (laughs) new jack i think is a slang term for for new york city new jack city is what they used to call it when like crime in new jack city that was a wesley slamps movie so a lot of this is in context of 90s movies that I've seen. <laughs> I had to hit me with it. Like the actual song? Uh, haiku. Oh, my bad. Hold on. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If it's not poetic, no need to write it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. I wrote that before an in review. Vanilla Ice. You got paid a lot for what you wrote. All right. Let's just. Bro, Vanilla Ice did not write that song. Also, I, I doubt he got paid a lot. Slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form. Just like Jules what Vanato did. Four brothers on the clock. You're about to get shell shocked. Knock, knock. Movie rocks. That's an opinion, man. Good for you, Jules. Good for you. Uh, of course, we have Zade Wilson writing in. Breaking news just in. Megatron fights Sewer Rat. This movie's weird, bro. It, yeah, it does have a lot of... There's a surprising amount of Transformers vibes in this. The Michael Bay Transformers vibes, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Feisner says, Hit on by a pet. Mikey, go to horny jail. Vern, too. Poor April. Amen. I know. Then, Poor April. She's the real victim here. Miscellaneous. Of course, writes in with the plot and haiku for Tumnut 2014. No. Window sponsorship. Turtles doing ninja flips. Save the day and shit. Learn how turtles start. Splinter mastered martial arts. Foot tears them apart. Turtles reunite. Of the plot, I'm losing sight. Cool to watch them fight. Breaking news, it seemed. How did Sax have that machine? Extract ooze so clean. Turtles on the clock. I like Saving New York from up top. Shredder got shell-shocked. Mm. There we go. Very there good, go. very good. Miscellaneous. Now it's time for Ragu Bagu. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys. Talk Bad Guys here for Tom Nut 2014. Uh, right now, I apologize. I really I'm pulling pull out the list. Change what it is, Kevin. Shot, Ragu. It doesn't have to be. That's uh, the MIT. Here you go. Right now, uh, Winters, the Generals, and Karai are number one. Shredder, the Foot Clan, and those amazing shoulder pads from the first movie are number two. Super Shredder and the Wolf and Snapping Turtle are number three. And Lord Norinaga and Walker and the screenwriters of <laughs> Turtles in Time. Where this do we is want number to put... two for me. Okay. 
This is number two for me. Um, I don't feel like they had any depth at all. Like, it doesn't... It's all stupid shit. But the sewer fight scene was fun and cool to look at, as well as that downhill scene was interesting for me. I'm with Andy. Okay. We'll put them... We'll put Eric Sack and the samurai armor from Wolverine at number two. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank I kind you. of hate that, the, that they're number two because nothing, they didn't say anything wrong, but it also doesn't feel like it should be number two. Shredder does list. say tonight I dine on turtle soup in this yeah. one. Thank sure. you. I've been waiting for that. Thank you. In, in that case, I would like to motion to move this to number three based on that one addition. Yeah, I wouldn't be against moving it to number three. I'll it's number two. two. Well, you're you're outvoted. It's number two. <laughs> now it's time to rank the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Currently, if you could please bring it up, Kevin, because I want people to see the beautiful gap that we have going right now. Number one, we have Tumnut, 2007. Number two, we have Secret of the Ooze. Number three, we have Ninja Turtles, 1990. Four and five are blank right now. And then we have Turtles in Time at that sweet, sweet number six spot. Where do we want to put it? Number I say number two. two. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. I, I, I mean, this is this is my number one. Um, I think these are all not good movies, but I was. I think T. I think Tumnut one or Tumnut, which is ranked number one right now, from two thousand seven, is the least offensive, right? Sure. But I don't feel like it. I feel like we have that one scene with Leo and Raph, which is cool. And that's about all I got from that movie. I thought for the most part, it was fairly boring. And the whole just, I don't know, uh, intergalactic portals or whatever the fuck. Like all of that stuff just just didn't sit with me. I just didn't care about it, really any of it. But that one sequence was cool with Leo and Raph. And I feel like that's the thing that it's going for uh, that has... TMNT has that going for it, is that one sequence. This movie, however, uh, more offensive in, in bad ways. <laughs> it does a lot of dumb shit. But I still enjoy the back and forth between the turtles. And they're about, again, as I repeat from what I mentioned earlier in the episode, they're probably the only thing I do enjoy in this movie. And luckily, there's a lot of it. And so this goes number one for me. This, man, this list is going to be like as... This full fucking franchise and this review uh, series, this is damn near the bottom of like oof, some of the X-Men in reviews and all that. This is a terrible franchise. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little uh, more I want to say real quick is uh, with TMNT, the 2007 one, the reason I would put it over this is they committed to a cartoon vision and not just felt like cartoon episodes, but they felt like good cartoon episodes, which granted... Was it a good movie, a theatrical movie? Not so much. It was fine. I, I would say good, but it wasn't. It wasn't great. Uh, but I think with this, it was competent. Like, it was competent. Yeah, and it, like it did some things well for what we look for from Turtles movies. Whereas with this, it did some things, but I feel like it it never committed to a vision, and because of that, it did a lot of things poorly. And, and instead of doing a couple things great, Tim, that reminded uh, me. You're like, you're like, it was a good movie, a competent movie. Sometimes you just open your mouth and the whale fucks go into your mouth. It's good. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. <laughs> I love that we, the Knicks are all glue go. Uh, I will take that. That character is genius. Joey, sorry, I cut you off. 
I know you're fine. I would put this at number four. I think that this movie, <laughs> I mean, they're all bad, except for the first number one TMNT 20 or 2007. I don't necessarily, I would say that one's bad. I think it's fine. Um, but I think that the edge that Secret of the Ooze and Ninja Turtles 1990 has above that is that they were from the 80s and 90s. I think the fact that this came out in 2014 is like no excuse for this movie to be this bad with this many plot holes that don't make any sense um, than the other two. So I would put it at number four, arguably number five, but I haven't seen the last movie. So I, who knows if that one's better or worse than this one? Joey thinks that, like Joey is... She thinks that she's had it so bad, Joey. Oh my gosh! I wish you were there for Transformers. <laughs> I, Holy no, shit. here's the thing. I was there. I watched them all. Watched I just wasn't on the show. Good. Oh, that's right. Because you lived with. That's right. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, I, what I a, have suffered. Trust me. <laughs> what about right, you? Went through the ringer. Good. 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 See, I just think I think this movie is every bit just a better looking version of. Secret of the Ooze and Turtles in Time. I think it's completely incompetent, and I think that it the sins do not. I don't think there's much good in this movie, so I would put it underneath Secret of the Ooze. Maybe even underneath number three, at number four. I just think it's like I just think it's like an egregious waste of resources to have all the resources we have to be able to make these turtles do whatever you want, and just it's a total freaking waste. It's straight up Transformers again, and you're right. It gives me like. It gives me nightmares of the Transformers series. Was there a Merlin in a Transformers series? I don't know, Tim. I blocked it out. It I was. blocked it out. It sure was. <laughs> Stanley Tooch, the Tooch. The Toochinator. Why? <laughs> he was already in the franchise. <laughs> it's so weird. They're related, uh, Kevin. Oh, wait, they're not? <laughs> I mean, they might be. They might be. Um, so here's the thing. I walked in here being like, I guess it's number two. But I think you guys are right. Like, screw this movie. It deserves to be number four. Like, I don't ever want to rewatch it. Like, I hate, hate that there's a sequel. Kevin, does it help if I were to say lyrics, fill in the gap, drop the bass, and get the ninja rap? Feel it, if you know what I mean. Get it up for those heroes in green. It does. Does that help? Does that help, So I guess guess Joey won me over. I'm going to put it four. Who thinks it's better than Turtles in Time? Raise your hand. Everybody, who thinks it's better than Turtles 1990? Raise your hand. Only me and Andy. So that puts it as the new number one, TMNT 2007. Number two, Secret of the Ooze. Number three, Ninja Turtles 1990. Number four, Ninja Turtles 2014. And number six, Turtles in Time. It's always hard to do the reading of the rankings. It's never been more difficult when all these movies are named the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait. Why do you think I called it Turtles in Time? It's not even <laughs> called that. <laughs> well, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so funny. Yes, yes. Next week, this week, we're returning, like I said, Fast 9 for Fast in Review. Then next week, we are going to finish out, for now, the Ninja Turtle series with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, the sequel to this masterpiece. Can it get better? Can it get worse? I don't know. I don't know. Joey, I'm excited for you to see this one. That's for damn sure. I don't know what that means. I'm scared. (laughs) Until next week. I love you guys. Bye.